This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. So welcome to the besotted Pride of West London podcast. This is a bit more of a, a mini-pod. We keep changing the names week on week. Mini-pod only because we had a game on Saturday, as you know. Beat Leeds 1-0. Marvellous result that was. Let's have a quick listen to see what the fans had to say in the pub after the game. Um, to see some of the efforts being put in, certainly by Tommy Smith coming on at the end. Um, but... Still a worry in front of goal. There's sometimes we've got to take chances, but all in all, we were better than Leeds we and missed, we deserved it. We missed a lot of chances today, though, didn't we? We did indeed. Yotto, you thought he'd bang those sort of things in all day long, one-on-one on goal. Again, Andre Gray, straight at the goalie. Should be doing better than that. But when the ball came across, there were enough people to tap that goal in. And that's all that mattered at the end of the day. There was a lot of control. You can see people tend to... We've heard other managers in the league comment on Brentford's performance saying everyone knew what their job was today and it looked like that. There was no too much marauding, not too much swapping across the field, uh, changing left and right, etc. Everyone knew what they had to do. They pretty much got on with it today and it was good enough to do leads. I, do you know, I don't think you were that far away from us. I think we could have, we could have had you today. We, we, we've beaten teams with less effort. So, so seriously, I think, yeah, we could have beaten you. We should have beaten you. We didn't beat you. Very happy today. Good performance from the team. Bounced back from uh, our defeat against Middlesbrough. They were all round good team performance. Um, we played Leeds... Um, at their game, took them apart in places. Probably should have been three and a lot by half time. Uh, lucky in the very last minute that Leeds couldn't knock the ball in. But hey, when you're uh, heading towards promotion, the luck runs with you. If we want to get promoted, we've got to beat sides like Leeds United. As crazy as that sounds, we are a much better team than Leeds on paper. We've got much more stability off the pitch. We are a level above Leeds United, so we should be beating a side like Leeds. I didn't think that any of their penalty shouts were, were valid. I thought uh, 
you know, it would have been a travesty if that big, big old scramble at the end had gone in, to be honest. I thought uh, it was a gritty performance. Once we got in the lead, we weren't going to give it up. And we fought really hard for it. And uh, we got what we deserved. Missed a lot of chances, though. That's, that's the way we play, isn't it? And we do that every game. You know, every game we could be out of sight by half-time. But we just don't put them away. But when you win 1-0... You, really hope, you hope your defence is going to do it for you, and they did. I thought, uh, first half, yes, we didn't have much ball and all that, and yeah, we, we were well in the game, nil-nil, created a couple of good chances, but when you're expecting Leeds to be the team to increase the pace, we were the ones who increased the pace in the second half, and we went at them and at them and at them, and we battered them second half. We, yeah, we didn't take our chances, but we could have won 3 or 4 nil second half I thought Leeds set themselves up very well first half um, couldn't quite believe that they decided to let us play second half um, it was sort of ridiculous but well well, very nice to see because first half they had just yeah every time Burton had to kick it out they started us yeah they, they, they did exactly the right thing and then second half I suppose they saw that we had sort of punched through the middle of them a couple of times should have scored but didn't tried to tighten that up and then suddenly he said come on lads play your normal game and really we should have had a lot more I mean the, the goal was coming for such a long time yeah. I agree I think we should have won by more goals I was a bit worried that the second goal didn't seem to come uh, we squandered some good opportunities and, and he felt that lets, uh, that leaves the door open for Leeds and uh, they, they got close but they didn't take it but actually they've actually got all the decisions spot on uh, on reflection you did hit the post and you had a lot of chances however I thought the referee was not very good diabolical we, but then again, we didn't bury our chances. Billy Sharp should have hit the target. Morrison should have hit the target. And we should have had a penalty. So, but I'm biased. And I think it was very evident today that if we both took our chances, it's going to be in about four uh, all yeah, or yeah, five yeah, all, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Definitely. Absolutely, definitely. But Brentford are a good team, and I hope you get promoted, to be fair. I mean, with, with Bournemouth. But we'll just say about you guys. There are been some lucky bastards. Listen, <laughs> the thing is that you, I mean, Middlesbrough will say that last week. They rode their luck with us and they won 1 0. And sometimes people say a side who's going to be up there, they get the luck and, and they go with it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, we, we didn't have much luck today. I, I think obviously the referee dominated the game from, from our point of view. So we, uh, he's, in the, he's in the cab outside, he's waiting for us. Bring actually. him in. Bring, yeah. bring him in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah just, just the point isn't the word. I mean, you're a good footballer, sir, but you deserve nothing apart from a draw. Oh, oh, I mean, even the goal that hit the post and, uh, and, the, and the chances that we had in front of the goal that we absolutely completely fluffed. At the end of the day, if you don't put your chances away, you don't deserve to win. Yeah, but we put our chance away and we won, so I'm not quite... That was, that, that, was the result, that was the result of a blatant handball in front of the... Uh, absolutely, handball. You created far more than Leeds anyway, at the end of the day. I, I, the I'm reflecting, I think... It's all about the ball in the back of the net. We, we had a, a blatant penalty disallowed. It was a blatant handball. It was a blatant handball for the goal. Um, so, listen, I'm not going to stand in a Leeds pub and argue with you, boys. You know what I'm saying? I'm just going to say, okay, listen, I, I, I'm hearing what you're saying, and I'm kind of chilled I about just, it. You I just, you're just bugging off with the three points. I, I just, I, I just think you should get an earlier trade. <laughs> I think he might have a good oh! point, actually. <laughs> <laughs> But now we're going to look forward to Tuesday night when we play Watford. Big game, this absolutely massive game. And to chat to us about this, we're going over to the Watford end of town, talking to Mike from the Rookery End podcast. Mike, how are you doing? 
Very good. Thank you, chaps. Thanks for uh, having me on. You said no. mini pods, but like mini pod, big game, as you pointed out. It's, uh... That's right. And we've got Dave Lane as well on the line. How are you doing, Laney? Yeah, a little bit jaded today, mate, to be honest with you. <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, the excesses of uh, celebration have uh, taken their toll. But, uh, but uh, yeah, looking, looking forward to going, going, you know, a midweek game. Um, we haven't had a midweek game for ages and ages and ages. And I think um, getting Watford down to Griffin Park under the floodlights is going to be, uh, it's going to be a big game, you know. I think it's going to be a big atmosphere. Um, it is. It's going to be a, cra- a cracker. It is indeed, I and mean, we haven't. Watford haven't been down there for a while either, have they? I think it was, last time was, you know, when, when they were in a in the same division of us. I don't know how many years. What probably about what eight, nine, ten years ago, Mike? Yeah, yeah, it must be at least that. And good on me for doing my research eh, before coming on. But yeah, it's been it's been a little while, definitely. <laughs> and uh, but it's definitely one that Watford fans have been looking forward to. For, well, since the start of the season, since you guys got promotion, because it's uh, nice and easy, nice nice ground to go to. Um, and there's always a good atmosphere. There's obviously the, the pull of terracing, which is a massive uh, um, bonus for, for every visiting Ray fan, isn't it? They all, everyone loves standing up. And, um, and as you mentioned, having it on a Tuesday night under lights, it just uh, it just all adds up to something um, pretty tasty, really, doesn't it? Both sides, uh, both sides doing well. Both sides wanting to win to, to keep the pressure on at the top. And uh, oh, yes, just it's exactly what you want from your football at this stage of the season, isn't it? Both sides playing good football as well. Yeah, although we've just come off the back of, uh, I know you were away at Leeds. We had we had Blackburn at home, and good grief, it's like it was like I don't know if you guys remember when Watford played under A.D. Boothroyd, and uh, it was quite it's quite tough on the eye, and uh, and that's what Blackburn Rovers are. They've got Gary Bowyer, the manager, he's uh, in the in the linesman's ear the whole time, and sort of every fifty fifty challenge, he was up off the bench, sort of shouting. At, uh, it was it was miserable to watch, and uh, but we came through it. We um, we we stuck to our guns and um, we're, we're sort of we're a different Watford to, to the to the Watford that most people remember. Um, since Zola was manager three years ago, we we've playing some decent football and uh, yeah, but um, we haven't been good at sort of gutting it out. If you know what I mean, if we if we if people knock us out of our stride, don't give us any time, then we've struggled over the last two seasons. And uh, while Saturday wasn't good to watch, it was it was pleasing from that point of view that we managed to, to eke out the result against. Uh, Pretty physical side. You say that as well. I mean, Gomez had an unbelievable game in, in the goal as well, didn't he? Yeah, pulled off a couple of absolutely uh, outstanding saves. And, you know, that's what you get. People will always see an ex-Tottenham goalie who's probably moved on because he's not, not good enough. And we had similar when we had Almunia from, from Arsenal. But, but these are guys who have played international football or Champions League football. And, and you can see why on, on games like that, when, they, when it comes down to it, they, they can pull those saves out. And, yeah, he kept us in the game, to be perfectly frank. He made two or three... Excellent saves right out of the top drawer, and uh, if it wasn't for him, we'd have uh, we'd have lost, and probably rightly so. But uh, if you're going to be at the top of the league, you need you need two things: you need to be playing well, you need a bit of luck, and uh, we we had a bit of luck yesterday. You had a bit of luck at your place as well against us, didn't you? With that, that, that penalty. Oh, I don't. <laughs> I, th- I, th- I think it was a penalty, and I'll, I'll maintain it was a penalty. I think the, the thing that excited me most about that that game, apart from it being a good game, um, was that. Uh, Watford Watford won it out of the blue basically with that with that goal which um, Vidra Vidra absolutely rocketed in from from outside the area it was um, probably nailed on for goal of the season I would have thought and I think that just sort of shows what we what Watford had they've got that little bit of extra because um, there wasn't much in it that game at all was there it could have could have gone either way um, and that 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 bolt out of the blue was just uh, yeah, it was, was worthy of winning the game even if Watford didn't necessarily deserve the three points on the night. But if you've got that sort of, those players who can pull that out, then 
um, that can, that can be the difference. But we haven't really got on to show that too many times this season. Um, we sort of run really, really hot and cold, blow very hot and cold. We'll we'll put put the rubbish size to the sword, and then if a team gives us space, we'll look decent. But but all too often, a good a good performance is followed up with a bad one. So I've, I've literally got no idea how we're going to um, how we're going to shape up to, on Tuesday night. It could be very I mean, interesting. Uh, yeah, I mean, you say that you've, you've only actually beaten. Um, I mean, you had some great results, as you said. You what I mean, you've been banging in goals, seven two against Blackpool. Um, five nil against Charlton, five nil away at Fulham, three um, yeah. nil away at Wednesday. I mean, there's some wicked results there. But the other thing is, the only side you've actually beaten, it looks like in the top six, is us. Yeah. And uh, and that game as well, and is is early on for us as well because it's fairly early on in the season. I remember us trekking down, and we were still kind of in that happy to be here mode. We went down to Watford, two thousand odd bees fans stuck in the corner there singing away. <laughs> Um, we felt a little bit hard done by at the time, and that, but we just for us, there's a couple of things in the games and early on in the season is that when you scored that goal, even though it was a bit unjust, we just thought, my word, they've got a striker who can bang a ball, just get a ball in the back of the net, out of nothing, and that is sort of the kind of the difference between being in Division One and being in the Championship. So we were kind of like, all right, okay, we lost that game, whereas now I think we'll be completely and utterly gutted because we know that probably we're, you know. We're a lot level or even better than a lot of the sides that we played so far in the season. And I think that it's going to be a different game against Watford now because I think the players feel a little bit hard done by um, because we think we should have got something out of that game if, if, if it was a draw at the very least. Yeah, I mean, I think I think you'd be you'd be absolutely right to be confident. You know, in the Championship, you don't end up in the top six at this stage of the season without, without deserving to be there. And um, I don't think you'll find a, a Brentford fan who will... You know, maybe outwardly there'll be all the you know it's a tough game sort of thing. You know, did Watford good side and so on and so forth. I think the majority of Brentford fans will probably be thinking, you know, we we want to be getting three points here, um, and posi- and and quite rightly so. You know, that, the day that I think we went, we were down at Bournemouth last um, last Friday night, and they there's still a few people down there sort of playing the playing the card. Oh, you know, we're a small team. If we don't end up in the top two, we'll we'll have done well, or whatever. And it's like, well. Actually, fellas, I'm not buying that. That doesn't wash anymore. You're you're top of the league in the championship. It's one of the most competitive leagues in the entire world. You know you can't you can't sit back on that excuse anymore. And you know Brentford have been up there the entire season pretty much, and so uh, expectation levels will be up there like they are with Watford. You know I'm not going to not going to lie. Watford fans are thinking that there's, there's a chance of getting a decent result at, at Brentford as well, so we can push on. Um, I think you I think I, you're right. And people, but I think people sort of, it's a, as football fans, we're naturally pessimistic, and we naturally like to sort of get a few sort of excuses in early, sort of to say, oh, it won't matter if we lose that because there's always this and there's always that. Um, but I think to say that, I think I think I think Brentford will rightly be confident because they they've proved they can do it. And I was thinking about it before before speaking to you, to you chaps, and, and watching what what Bournemouth did away at Wigan yesterday. You know, they dispatched them fairly fairly comfortably, and while Watford have got. On paper, they've got some some really really good names. They're not necessarily household names, but there's a lot of people who have played Champions League football, have played international football, um, and they are they are good players in their own right. Now, what Zola got them doing in that in that first year after the takeover was he somehow managed to weave them together so they played as a team. They probably hadn't seen each other, met each other for more than a couple of minutes, but somehow he got them going, um, and we almost we almost sort of winged it into the into the Premier League. Now. Now, since that that playoff final, we we really struggled last year, and like I said earlier, we're still a bit patchy this year. Um, 
and we're looking more like a team of individuals that people thought we'd end up when when all those loan players arrived. I'm sure you remember all the all yeah, the yeah, hoo-ha yeah. about that. And everyone said, "Oh, what are you doing? It's a nightmare. You'd just be you'd be full of sort of loan mercenaries." But but he got them going, and now we we're a little bit more like that. Whereas whereas teams like yourselves, teams like Bournemouth, have been in the making for a little while, um, and I think that's that's why you, why you're being so successful in in, in Warburton. You've got someone that. Everyone in football respects certainly people with half a half a brain from uh, from Watford point of view know know what an important character he is and how how good he is for for football and obviously for your team um, and, and I think it's it, it, obviously not 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 this Tuesday but I think it's fantastic that that teams like Brentford can build and and get what is relative success at this stage. And talking about Warburton as well, because obviously he was at the Watford Academy and he came through his there for quite a lot of years before he came over to Brentford. Yeah, and I mean, he, he he does hold his cards close to his chest, and he's very, very diplomatic. But I mean, I have a feeling that things things didn't end out the way they were meant to at the back end of of the Watford scenario. And uh, you know, I think that he really wanted to get a result at your ground uh, at the beginning of the season. I think he's going to actually really want to get a result there this time. I mean, I don't know if you've heard anything as to what went down. I I don't know if he parted on on the best of terms or what what the situation was there. I think I think I think we've probably heard the same stories. Um, and I'm pretty sure it didn't end possibly how how he wanted it to, um, which probably is cause more for for regret for Watford than it is for for Mark Warburton after after what he's gone and gone on to do since then. Um, but I think you're absolutely right. Whenever there's a connection with a with a club, I think there's, there's there's undoubtedly that that added bit of incentive to go and to go and put one over on them, especially when he was sort of a bit not further down the ranks, but he wasn't assistant manager or, or he was. Do you know what I mean? He was sort of in the background a little bit there, so to so to, to to give Watford a good hiding on Tuesday night would um would put a big smile on Warburton's face, I'm, I'm certain of that. And obviously there's there's Tommy Smith there as well. Uh and uh Tumani who will be uh he, he wasn't really given a go when um, when he was at Watford he was let go let go early and he's he's gone on to, to forge a decent career for himself. So there's enough um there's enough threads of uh, of ex Watford interest there to make it a really uh, really spicy one. Yeah, Tommy Tumani is, uh, and Warburton as well. I mean, I guess when when you leave a club like that, it, it, it's opportunities arise, and you know they, they've done, they've done well sort of to, to go on and sort of flourish at, uh, at Brentford. But um, yeah, I think I think Warburton it, it, it's worked out for the better for him probably. You know, he, he's he's come to a club where he's been able to sort of uh, you know sort of build um, and be 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 that be the sort of person that sort of you know the, the crafting behind the scenes. He probably wouldn't. Yeah. Have and he went on to do the next the next gen series as well, didn't he? Which he, he probably wouldn't have done if if um, if he was still at Watford, and he probably wouldn't have got the got the call if he hadn't done that. So these these things happen for a reason. But but that said, you know, absolutely no doubting he'll he'll want to, he'll want to stuff Watford. But I think he's he's something he's someone that people respect in football, um, and that's why I think a lot of people are, are pleased to see see Brentford do it, not because of their perceived size or anything like that you know isn't it interesting to see a new team up there that hasn't been challenging for a while they're just a, a decent well-run club with football people um in charge and they're, they're, they're doing it properly and, and people like to see that yeah and tell you something i mean talk about brentford and watford i mean just i'm just having a look at the results here over the season and we're actually very i mean very very similar sides we play similar football you know we like to play the ball on the deck you know good football but also you're very much like us. We're a, we're either a win or lose team. We we don't draw games at all. We either win or we lose. Um, we've won 16 games. You've won 15 games, and we've both lost nine games this season. So uh, 
you know, this one, so I'll probably be a nil or draw on Tuesday. <laughs> but um, yeah. but that's yeah, not, but uh, the thing that you obviously do is that you score goals. You scored 57 goals to our 45, and like I said, you've had some big results there this season, which is, you know, don't want to put down for because we don't expect, we never expected to be in this position. But you know, if, if anything, you know, we're going to have to be really on our guard to keep you uh, keep you guys out. But saying that, Griffin Park is a bit of a fortress. I mean, we've lost three times there now over the past four, 14 or 15 months. Um, before you know, before about three months ago, we'd only lost once or twice. I think it was. So, it's, you know, it's going to be an interesting situation where you're going to have to deal with a very, very. I mean, like I said, I don't know the last time you went there. It's very tight. It's going to be yeah. noisy. It's going to be bouncing. It's going to be underneath the floodlights. Um, it's going to be exciting. You know, I don't. I don't think. I don't think that'll put our, our strikers off. One iota. You got. You'll probably know all about Troy Deeney. He's a yeah. combative. Um, you know, real lad of a bloke, really. He'll absolutely thrive off off the racket. He'll he'll love it. He'll love the fact that it's noisy. He'll love the fact that he's getting dogs abuse every time he goes up for corner. And he'll 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 be <clears throat> he'll be bang up for it. He won't worry about the about the noise. Um, and I think uh, you you'll probably find Vidra will start on the bench this time because we've got um, a guy called Igalo, Igalo, who's a Nigerian. Who, who yeah. him and him and Dini have, have forced quite a formidable. Um, partnership up front they're both rough and tumble both put themselves around a bit um they, and they've they just seem to they seem to sort of have a bit of an understanding they both know where each other are going to be and they both make the right runs for each other and, and little layoffs here and there so so those guys are good and i don't think from a, from an attacking point of view if anything the the noise will 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 play into their hands a bit because they once they get going you know they're a, I, I, i'm assuming like brentford they, you know they can move the ball around quickly get it wide get forward quickly and and look to attack. What well, I think, where I think Watford will struggle and have done all year, um, I think we would struggle in a noisy environment is, is defensively, because whilst we score a lot, we we don't concede as many as the, as the worst teams in the league, but we always look like we're going to we always look like we're going to ship one. Um, so when we're when we're away from home, it is the de- it is the defence really that that, that that troubles me more than anything, and that's been the case for for the season. So I think you mentioned nil nil there. Um, I'll probably give you big odds on that if you if you yeah. want to take a bet. I don't think um, I don't think that uh, either of us will, will will keep the other out. To be honest, which yeah. is so we're so overdrew a draw that I it, I just can't. <laughs> I, every week I'm going with we, you know just the, the, the just the chances it's going to happen this week. You know we can't keep going win win or lose. You know mostly win. The draw is going to have to come into play at some stage, but uh, yeah, he's eluding us, and uh, it, hopefully it will again on Tuesday because I, I, I can I can really see the players really sort of going to sort of take revenge for for the uh, for the game at um, Pickford's Road. You know, I think um, I think the players will be up for it. And I think we saw that against Middlesbrough a couple of weeks back, where you know they wanted they they wanted to be seen to be sort of putting putting a bad performance right or you know a you know, bad result right. Um, it didn't quite work out against Borough, um, but it, you know it wasn't for the one to try. And... Yeah, I mean, I think at, at this stage, cementing cementing that playoff. You know, regardless of the regardless of the of the Watford game earlier in the season, and it's interesting that that you guys mentioned that it's a couple of times you've mentioned it as not a revenge mission. That's that, that's probably overstating it a little bit, but but by the sound of things, it is what it was one that rankled a little bit and. One that you're looking to put right, but uh, yeah. I think a, a top six clash at, the, at this time of season is going to—it it doesn't need any 
any pepping up, but it's really interesting to to hear that you guys sort of view it like that. I don't think there's many. I think, more I think it's been a I think it's been a sort of a marker of of our, you know how consistent we've been. Where you know even even apart from probably two maybe three matches where we you know we've fallen a bit short. Even the games we've lost this season, we 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 could have probably should have got something out of. So this is we we've been so consistent. We we have been playing well, um, and they've been you know Warburton is getting the best out of all the players. So you know there's just again up at Ellen Road, there's, there's no reason to suggest that you know we we can't go out there and do a job. There's, there's oh, nothing no. really to, nothing really to fear. Um, no, I, I I totally agree with that. I mean I think Watford are dangerous. We we're playing the you know we've got the best squad that Watford have had for for many a year. I've been going for for thirty years, and but but since since the sort of glory days of of nineteen eighty and nineteen eighties and Graham Taylor, who I know you're uh, very fond of in, in song form, um, we we've had nothing like this for 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 decades, and 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 to have to have the strength in depth is is absolutely fantastic. But it by by the same measure, it's frustrating because as I mentioned earlier, we're not. Um, we're just not performing consistently, which is the difference, I think, between Watford and and the other teams at the top, like yourself, uh, Bournemouth, and Middlesbrough, Ipswich are now on a, on an excellent run, and I don't think they they're, they're as in and out as Watford are, and I think we're keeping ourselves up there by I don't know, it's just uh, we don't I don't feel like we're the finished finished article, and and interesting, you said when you have lost, you've deserved something out of the game, and. I don't think that's really been the case with Watford very often this this, this season. When we have lost, we've, we've probably deserved to. I think one was the most recent one, a disappointing one, was away at Huddersfield, and it was just it's just a nothing performance. It was, you know, we've all seen them as football fans uh, plenty of times as, as down the years, but just one of those where you think, you know, why did anyone bother? Um, <laughs> you, do you know what I mean? As a fan, yeah, as yeah, a player, yeah. we might as well have just called it all off, saved yeah. ourselves a Saturday, earned some brownie points with the misses, and. Uh, to swallowed it and, and gone on to the next, and we just we've had a couple of those, and um, I think yes, we just we can blow so hot and cold. But the the thing about Watford is they if they're hot, they're they're really hot. hot. Yeah, um, and, and talk about um, hot, I mean we, we talk about your strike. We you know you talk about Icarlo, who's, who's your striker, um, who's obviously scored on Saturday, and he and he also scored against us earlier on in the season. And we were chatting on the train, me, Laney, and a few of the besotted crew on the train on the way back from Leeds on Saturday. And we were saying, you know, kind of how how potent your strike force is, potentially, if you look at Igalo, if you look at Dini, you look at uh, Vidra as well. And you've got, you know, three players who can, you know, they're banging the ball in the back of the net. I mean, saying that, I mean, I think your top scorer is uh, Igalo. He's on 12 goals, which is, I think it's probably quite similar to Andre Gray. So, again, you, share it, you seem to be sharing it out amongst your strikers as well there. But in... The transfer window closed last week, and I heard there was a bid in for Igalo. Is that is that right, or was that just rumours? I'd be surprised. Um, there may well have been interest. But there was all, there's always interest in in Troy. Um, people, there's lots lots of bids came in for him, um, but I don't know about Igalo. But the the thing about the the, the Potsos, the owners, is that they're just not in the business of selling unless it's for for mega money. Because they're, what they're doing at the moment is trying to get a team into the Premier League. Um, yeah. Which you know you can take however however many millions you want to talk it it's it's a lot of money, so accepting five million pounds for a striker is is not on their not on their radar at the moment. So there may well have been interest, but I think it will have been uh, met with a fairly cursory response. Yeah. So I mean, game on Saturday. Just give us a little potted history and potted lowdown on Watford. What we can expect. 
the players that we've got to look out for and, you know, the style of football and everything like that and, you know, how you're going to take this game on, on Tuesday. Well, we mentioned we mentioned Gomez at the start. He's uh, he, he will be he'll be familiar to most people. Um, I think what you'll pick up quite quickly about Gomez is he doesn't like kicking, um, so you'll see him throwing the ball a lot. Um, and I think the the guys will probably have picked up on that um, in their scouting. So I can expect to see a lot of closing down, a lot of harrying of Gomez. But uh, absolute fantastic shot stopper. He kept us in the game with, uh, as I mentioned earlier, three magnificent saves on um, on Saturday against Blackburn. Um, defensively, like I say, we're, we're, we're looking a bit, we're looking a bit shady. We're not, we're not the finished article there, but we've got some, some great footballers back there. Tommy Hoban, he's a, he's a Northern Irish, um, under 21 international. He's come through the youth ranks at Watford, which is, which is always nice to have a player, um, who's come through the, through the academy sort of embedded in the team. Um, guys like Gabby Angela, who came from Udinese, very, very stylish centre back. He was the guy that got wrongly sent off against. Uh, Bournemouth. So if you were hoping to see a bit of him on the last Friday night, you were you got 26 seconds worth before he was before he was sent off. Um, and then Craig Cathcart at the back as well. So decent players with decent experience back there. Um, but but Watford's Watford's key is getting the ball down and and, and getting forward as quickly as possible using using a bit of width. But Akechianya, who started to play a little bit better for Watford over the last. Three or four weeks or so, he had um, he sort of shot to prominence in a in a Scotland shirt really this this year, which was it's always great to see one of your own club players performing well for uh, international level, even if, even if it is for the for the sweaties. But the, the the frustrating thing about that was he wasn't really recreating it for for Watford. So he, he obviously scored that goal away at Germany. Then if you guys saw that, um, he sort of yeah, took yeah, the ball in the major run and slotted it past Neuer, making him pretty much the only person to score past Neuer and. Hundred years, as the paper would have you know. But so he's, you know, he he sort of plays at wing back and gets forward very quickly. We've got Paredes, who is a an Ecuadorian who played at the World Cup, and he can he's played defensively and gets forward as well. Um, but midfield as well is, is where we we shine. We've got some absolute Rolls Royce of players in, in midfield in Alman Abdi and Daniel Toja. Uh, Toja's Hungarian has played uh, played in the in the Champions League um, and played internationally as well. And he's he's been an absolute diamond. He's kept us ticking this this year. Um, but Alman Abdi is just absolutely different class. He can spot a pass a mile away, cool, calm, and collected. Um, just really is the oil uh, in our machine. And he he's sadly has been in and out of the team th- through injury. Uh, he did come on as a substitute um, on Saturday against Blackburn. Um, but if he's playing, everyone's always a lot happier when they see Alman Abdi on the on on the team sheet. If you just he can just pick a pass. He, he's one of those guys who always looks like he's got 10 seconds longer on the ball than everyone else. Um, one of those guys who just looks like he was born to play football and he knows what he's doing before. You know, he doesn't look like he has to think about it. He just it just comes so naturally to him and he, he is a superb footballer. Um, and, and I'll keep an eye out for him. And, and Toja um, is uh, excellent with free kicks. Both Toja and Abdi can, can hit, a, hit, hit a decent free kick if you saw the Fulham game on Sky. You'll see Abdi score from distance, but um, yeah. do a little uh, Google search on, on on Danny Toge and you'll see some some flying in from from distance. And then of course up front um, you've got Dini, you've got Igalo, and you may well see Vidra sort of in behind those two, or may may well see him coming in as a sub. But uh, you know three three fantastic strikers. I think Igalo's on twelve, but I don't think Dini and Vidra will be far behind him. And um, Dini might be on on ten or eleven, something like that. And. Uh, and, and, and Vidra scored up as well. So 
And then there's tricky little sort of players who, like Fernando Forestieri, he's one of those annoying little players that if, if you play against him, he's sort of quick, low centre of gravity, goes down too easily. Um, every every opposition um, set of fans hates him without exception. Um, but I think ultimately Watford look to play play football. They look to keep the ball on the deck. They look to to be patient, to build. Um, they're strong up front now with with the the Agallo and Dini uh, partnership has changed the dynamic a little bit going forward because they are stronger than Vidra's. Uh, obviously his his weapon with his was his pace um, because it's just absolutely electric. Um, uh, there's, there's one goal he scored away at Brighton, which sort of if everyone's feeling a little bit depressed or down, I'll sort of wake up in the middle of the night and put that goal on because to see him disappearing into the distance past the uh, the last man is a is a it's a thing of absolute beauty. And, uh, uh, so yeah, but his his um, his his weapons his pace, whereas Adina, uh, Gallo and Dini are, are strong, they're tough, uh, they throw their weight around. So. The dynamic has changed a little bit, um, but yeah, it's it's all about getting the ball down, being patient, and, and trying to play some decent football, and hopefully scoring more goals than the opposition. And as we play, I mean, we play decent football as well. I thought Laney as well. You could just give a little lowdown for the Watford fans out there on the makeup of the Bees team, who they should be looking out for, and exactly how we're going to take Watford on Tuesday. Yeah, I, you know, again, I, I'm just hoping that we we can go toe to toe with you. There's no tactics don't really come into play. I know we're going to sort of you know suss each other out, but I think if, if it's going to be sort of like a you know a get down and a get down and um, play play great football, I think we're in for, in for an absolute feast. Um, yeah, I mean, again, we we like to play it out from the back, um, uh, get it get it get it through the midfield and get it out to the wing. Um, you know, we. I think it's almost every game this season, bar again probably one or two, we've we've dominated possession, which shows you, you know, it's, it's about keeping balls, it's about recycling, it's just it's about sort of um, making intelligent runs and not you know not not humping it along. Um, so uh, you know, people like um, Alex Pritchard, who we've got on loan from on, from loan from Spurs this season, um, he's been a revelation. We're, we're missing we're missing Judge. Um, I, I don't, you know, he's not going. He's not going to play a part on Tuesday. I, I can't imagine. So, um, but we've we've kind he's injured. of we've, yeah, he's injured. We kind of, but we, we're compensating. And you know, we, you mentioned um, Tumani Diagaraga. He, he's again another player that's come into the centre of, of midfield, and and he's he's been given the confidence by Warburton to kind of go out and express himself. And again, he, he, he's he's making the right right passes and the right runs at the right time and it's, it's been wonderful you know he made his 200th appearance for Brentford on Saturday um, and it seems like you know he's, he's been there he's part of the furniture now um, and it's, we, we thought we were going to lose him um, this season I thought he would just you know he'd just go off somewhere else but he's, he's, he's again he's, he's blossoming um, and then up front um, the it's it's a bit hot and cold at the moment up front. I'll be honest with you. Um, uh, Andre Gray, he's 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 missing probably more than he'd be happy to at the moment. But you know he's learning he's, he's learning his trade. You know we're as Billy said earlier, we're we're very much happy to be here. And I, and I think you're right too. That only lasts for so long. And once once you kind of realise that you're up there and merit and you know promotion is being talked about again you can't you can't go on about kind of like you know stumbling there it's it's you just got to carry on doing the same things that you've been doing um uh, and the thing to be fair also Andrew Gray did he was at Luton last season scoring in the conference so you know you've got to give him a little bit of a blow as well though, don't we yeah no, no absolutely you know absolutely and they're all learning you know it is a big step up but um 
you know, just, you know, David Button and goal. He's, he's, you know, he, he's come of age this season. Odebajo moves across town from Orient to Brentford. Um, you know, his, his levels of consistency are great, and he's moved back from the wing to to a, to a full-back position. Um, and again, you know, he, 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 he's adapting. Uh, Harley Dean and Tarkovsky at the back, um, the centre the centre pairing. Um, they can be rumbled at times. There's, you know, there's, a, there's been a bit of a fallout over the goal that cost us the game against Middlesbrough for a couple of weeks back. But Dean had a good game on Saturday at Ellen Road, and that seems to be behind him. Um, Jordan Douglas again, will he's, a, he's, a, he's an out, a real general. Um, reads the game brilliantly, and you know I, I think that the two, the two my, my stars this season, I think you know Jota, um, Jota and Dallas. Yeah, I mean, I mean, li- li- I mean, listening through, you know, you call, you you're speaking about your, your your United Nations team there. You know, we've got a couple of well, we've got three Spaniels, we call them um, <laughs> three Spaniels, and that's that's it. We you know we're 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 kind of uh, we're kind of uh, you know we haven't got we haven't got any um, Ecuadorians yet. So um, but, it was uh, a yeah. proud day for us when we signed an Ecuadorian. It was a proud day. Yeah. <laughs> okay. uh, so yeah, so you know it's, it's really shaping up nicely, and we've, we've got we've got some we've got some players on the bench that can come on as well. John Terrell, who's come through the Barcelona um, Academy and he's on loan to us from Arsenal. Um, and Sammy Saunders, he's, you know, he's, he's capable of scoring from free kicks. Um, and as you, you mentioned, Tommy Smith, who's obviously got some, some history yeah. with, with Watford. Um, and we've got uh, this, this kid, Long, um, on loan from Everton, which, again, we've kind of eased him into the team. He came on against Norwich, he came on a little for a few minutes against um, Borough, and he came on for a little bit longer, actually, up at Ellen Road. And, and he, he should have scored. scored, actually. Yeah, he could have scored. Um, so I think, you know, he's, he's adapting to the, the speed and the pace of the game um, and the quality in realising you, you can't really necessarily take a touch sometimes up front. You've just got to lash it. Um, no, no hesitancy. And that's what we're suffering from, I think. I think we're a little bit hesitant in front of goal um, but you know we, we create so many chances that what one or two of them go in you've won the game so um, I think that's, that yeah. tends to be perhaps a byproduct of, of teams who who do like to play football is that they're, they're a bit more um, perhaps choosy about when they're when they're letting letting fly and because it's something you see at Watford as well it's just like oh Christ put your put your boots through it man and they played. They played another ball, and um, you know Arsenal are obviously the, the the arch exponents of that, and they get slated for for not sometimes just having a, having a pop instead of playing that extra ball. And I just wonder whether um, strikers at clubs where where the footballing ethos is slightly slightly different that they do think twice about hitting it when um, when when all they should actually be be taking a um, taking a pop at goal because it is something that I think Watford potentially struggle with a little bit as well. There's a sight of goal. That's what the name of the game is, so they take it. No, it's, it's just very difficult to get that balance. It's, it's, it's really, it's, 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 you know, to get that p- perfect balance of beautiful playing, um, beautiful flowing football, intricate passes, and kind of overlapping and weaving in and out, and then someone to lash it home as well. It's, it's, you're yeah. right. I think, there, I think there is a clash. I think you know, it's, it's, it's when when do you stop? When do you stop kind of performing, and when do you kind of just think, right, Christ, I'm going to put my, le- I'm going to leather this one. So uh, yeah, we will get there. I mean, I mean, I think it's only right. I mean, we're, we're Brentford and Watford, for heaven's sake. We should be expecting total football every every time we step out on the pitch, shouldn't we? <laughs> so listen, big big atmosphere on on Tuesday. 
Fingers crossed as we big out this year, loads of, you know, 1,600 Watford fans coming down, jumping up and down in the Wendy House. Terracing, I know some Watford fans probably, you know, I'm not, not saying an old boy, but, you know, terracing is <laughs> it's quite rare now to have terracing and we're fighting hard to keep Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.